Turn in your Bible, please, to 1 Samuel chapter 24. 1 Samuel chapter 24, beginning with verse 1. When Saul returned from following the Philistines, he was told, Behold, David is in the wilderness of Engedi. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of all Israel and went to seek David and his men in front of the wild goats' rocks. And he came from the, to the sheepfolds by the way where there was a cave, and Saul went in to relieve himself. Now David and his men were sitting in the innermost parts of the cave, and the men of David said to him, Here is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will give your enemy into your hand, and you shall do to him as it shall seem good to you. Then David arose and stealthily cut off a corner of Saul's robe. And afterward, David's heart struck him because he had cut off a corner of Saul's robe. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord, the Lord's anointed, to put out my hand against him, seeing he is the Lord's anointed. So David persuaded his men with these words and did not permit them to attack Saul. And Saul rose up and left the cave and went on his way. Afterward, David also arose and went out of the cave and called after Saul, My Lord the king! And when Saul looked behind him, David bowed with his face to the earth and paid homage. And David said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of men who say, Behold, David seeks your harm. Behold, this day your eyes have seen how the Lord gave you today into my hand in the cave. And some told me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not put out my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. See, my father, see the corner of your robe in my hand. For by the fact that I cut off the corner of your robe and did not kill you, you may know and see that there is no wrong or treason in my hands. I have not sinned against you, though you hunt my life to take it. May the Lord... Judge between me and you. May the Lord avenge me against you. But my hand shall not be against you. As the proverb of the ancient says, out of the wickedness, wicked comes wickedness. But my hand shall not be against you. After whom has the king of Israel come out? After whom do you pursue? After a dead dog? After a flea? May the Lord therefore be judge and give sentence between me and you and see to it and plead my cause and deliver me from your hand. As soon as David had finished speaking these words to Saul, Saul said, is this your voice, my son David? And Saul lifted up his voice and wept. He said to David, you are more righteous than I for you have repaid me good whereas I have repaid you evil and you have declared this day how you have dealt well with me in that you did not kill me when the Lord put me into your hands. For if a man finds his enemy, will he let him go away safe? So may the Lord reward you with good 
for what you have done to me this day. And now behold, I know that you shall surely be king and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hand. Swear to me, therefore, by the Lord, that you will not not cut off my offspring after me and that you will not destroy the name of my father's house. And David swore this to Saul. Then Saul went home. But David and his men went up to the stronghold. And may God add his richest blessing to the reading of this portion of his holy word. Will you pray with me, please? Again, our Father, we are thankful for your holy word. We're thankful that you have uh, spoken to us, and we pray that uh, by the power uh, of your uh, spirit that you would uh, come and uh, speak to us, that we would hear the voice of our Savior, Jesus Christ, in our hearts and the power of the Holy Spirit, that we would see him high and lifted up and know him and follow him and offer ourselves to him promptly and sincerely. In spite of the inability and sin of the preacher, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated, please. What if you had a chance to kill your leader? King Saul has been hunting David to kill him. And he almost had it. David and his men were coming around one side of the mountain and Saul and his men were coming around the other side and David was just about to step right into the trap. But you remember a messenger came and told Saul the Philistines had attacked so Saul and his men left to go after the Philistines and David and his men got away. But now, in this passage, Saul is coming back after David with 3,000 choice men in the wilderness of Engedi. Now, there were no rest areas or gas stations back then, and I reckon there were no trees wide enough out there in the wilderness. So King Saul had no choice but to step into a cave to take care of some personal business. But David and his men happened to be hiding in the back of that cave. And David's men say, here's your chance. Do with him what you want. So now David can just kill him and get it over with. Saul's trying to kill him. He's chased him, thrown spears at him, conspired against him. David could put a stop to it right then and there. But David chose a different path. And here's the key to the passage. Look at verse 6. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord, the Lord's anointed, to put out my hand against him, seeing he is the Lord's anointed. 
see, David respected the fact that the Lord had made Saul king. And we're under the same obligation to respect the fact that the Lord raises up our leaders. And you may say that that was Israel. There was a difference between modern governors and presidents and prime ministers of secular nations and the king of ancient Israel. Well, the Apostle Paul says to the Romans, words on your bulletin, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. Governing authorities, Paul was speaking about, were Romans. And this was 300 years before Constantine became a Christian. The Apostle Peter says, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. Peter says, be subject to the emperor. That's the Roman emperor. David here says, God forbid that I lift my hand against the Lord's anointed. You know, we're just working our way through 1 Samuel. And this passage came up today. I had no plan for this passage to come up today. Some preachers have all their sermons planned out a year in advance. Not I. I did not plan for this message to come up the Sunday after a close, tense election which remained in limbo for several days and which half the country believes is still in limbo. No, I did not plan for this, but God did. It's a message we all need. No matter what side of the current divide we are on, if we are on the Lord's side. This is what we are to do. So I asked you, what if you had a chance to kill your leader? Christian? What would you do? Let's look at it. 
First in this passage, we see the authority of God. Look at verse four. And the men of David said to him, here's the day of which the Lord said to you, behold, I will give your enemy into your hand and you shall do to him as it shall seem good to you. Then David arose and stealthily cut off a corner of Saul's robe. And you see the men, they tell David to go for it. Today, the Lord will give your enemy into your hand. So David slips up on Saul while he is in that cave doing what he was there to do and cuts off the corner of his robe. Now turn back a couple pages to 1 Samuel chapter 15. 1 Samuel 15 and look at verse 26. 1 Samuel 15, 26. And Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you, for you have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. And Samuel turned to go away. Saul seized the skirt of his robe, and it tore. And Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you this day, and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. You see, tearing the robe symbolizes tearing the kingdom away. And David cuts off a corner of his robe, but we read that when he did, he felt instant remorse. Now God has already anointed David to be king. But he'd also anointed Saul. David realizes he cannot take God's authority into his own hands. Look at verse 6 again. He said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord, the Lord's anointed, to put out my hand against him, seeing he is the Lord's anointed. So David persuaded his men with these words and did not permit them to attack Saul. And Saul rose up and left the cave and went on his way. Now it says in verse 7 that David persuaded his men with these words. The Hebrew indicates something more like David tore into his men with these words. The Lord set this man up as king. Who am I to attack him? This is Saul. The Saul who not only tried to kill David, but had slaughtered the priest. And the whole town of Nob because the priest gave David bread. Saul is a bad man. Saul is a bad king. He's persecuted his own people. He's persecuted God's people. He's persecuted David. He's trying to kill David. But David says, God forbid that I lift my hand against the Lord's anointed. No matter what we think about any leader, 
No matter how good or bad any leader may be, we must acknowledge that God put them there. Prophet Daniel, Daniel chapter 2 says this, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. I would remind you that the king, when Daniel said God sets up kings, was Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. And this was before Nebuchadnezzar was humbled and acknowledged that the Lord was God. And when Nebuchadnezzar was threatening to wipe out everybody and his own people, the Babylonian wise men and rulers were frightened to death of him. Daniel said, God removes kings and sets up kings. There is no authority God has not put in its place. So David says, God forbid that I lift my hand against the Lord's anointed. We see the authority of God. Secondly, in this passage, we see the right of self-defense. The right of self-defense. Look at verse 8. Afterward, David also arose and went out of the cave and called after Saul, my lord, the king. And when Saul looked at him, David bowed with his face to the earth and paid homage. And David said to Saul, why do you listen to the words of men who say, behold, David seeks your harm. Behold, this day your eyes have seen how the Lord gave you today into my hand in the cave. And some told me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not put out my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. See, my father, see the corner of your robe in his hand. For by the fact that I cut off the corner of your robe and did not kill you, you may know and see that there is no wrong or treason in my hand. I have not sinned against you, though you hunt my life to take it. So David, he lets Saul get away. Doesn't hurt him, doesn't kill him. But then after he comes out of the cave, David calls out to him. See, I've cut off the corner of your robe while you were in that cave. I had a chance to kill you, but I didn't. Why? Are you chasing me? Why do you hate me? Why do you feel so threatened by me? Don't you see? I could have killed you, but I didn't. And look at Saul's reaction in verse 16. As soon as David had finished speaking these words to Saul, Saul said, Is this your voice, my son David? 
And Saul lifted up his voice and wept. He said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have repaid me good, whereas I have repaid you evil. And you have declared this day how you have dealt well with me, in that you did not kill me when the Lord put me into your hands. For if a man finds his enemy, he will let him go, will he let him go away safe? So may the Lord reward you with good for what you have done to me this day. And now, behold, I know that you shall surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hands. Swear to me, therefore, by the Lord, that you will not cut off my offspring after me, and that you will not destroy my name out of my father's house. And David swore this to Saul. Then Saul went home. But David and his men went up to the stronghold. Now, here Saul acknowledges that David was right and he was wrong. But you know, there's an old saying, trust, but verify. David knows Saul. One moment, Saul will love and praise David. And then he can turn on a dime and throw a spear at him. And so in this passage that shows us that David will not kill Saul when he has the opportunity. It ends telling us that David and his men went up to the stronghold. They got where they could protect themselves. If Saul came after him again. The Bible tells us to honor the government. But God nowhere tells us we have no right to protect ourselves. David and his men, after Saul had said kind and loving words to David, they went up to the stronghold. They know you can't trust any promise Saul makes. You can't trust anything he says. You can't trust his character. We will honor him But that doesn't mean we have to trust him. That doesn't mean we can't prepare to defend ourselves from him. So we see the authority of God. The right of self-defense. 
And thirdly, in this passage, we see the true king. The true king. Go back to verse 12. David says, May the Lord judge between me and you, and may the Lord avenge me against you. But my hand shall not be against you. Verse 15. May the Lord therefore be judge and give sentence between me and you and see to it and plead my cause and deliver me from your hand. This is how and why David was able to spare King Saul. This was how he was able to respect the authority of God. And honor the king. David had no doubt. There was no question in his mind and heart that there was a higher king than Saul, a higher judge than Saul, and a higher king and judge than even David himself would be. The Lord, therefore, judge between me and you. And may he avenge me against you. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Paul told the Christians in Rome to honor the authorities, the governing authorities, and they were able to do so because they were persuaded that there was a higher king and a higher judge who would take care of things in the end. We read in in 1 Peter chapter 2, For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin. Neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Our Lord Jesus Christ, our King, 
when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, did not threaten, he could have called 10,000 angels to destroy the world and set him free. But our Lord Jesus secured our salvation by entrusting himself to God who judges justly. And God raised him from the dead. And in that day, he was vindicated in the spirit. David would not raise his hand against the Lord's anointed. But he trusted God to judge all things right. And if you were to turn ahead, but there's no need to, we'll be there in a few weeks. To the last page of First Samuel, you'll find that at a place called Mount Gilboa, the Philistinian archers found King Saul. And King Saul finally fell on his own sword. There is a higher king, a higher judge, and he will settle everything. He will settle everything just right in his own good time. He raised Jesus Christ from the dead and vindicated him in the spirit. Will not God avenge his own elect which cry day and night unto him? Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. God forbid that I lift my hand against the Lord's anointed. May the Lord judge between me and you. May the Lord avenge me against you. But my hand shall not be against you. There is a higher king. Leave it with him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.
Amen.